0: Have you ever thought about your rights and freedoms regarding your money and its impact by legislation from all levels of government? Welcome to the Information Edge with your host, Darren Yancey. Darren has over 40 years of experience in key sectors of the economy, and he's been knee-deep in politics for over a decade. He's going to get into detail on these sectors, the politics surrounding them, what they mean to you, and how you can protect yourself and be involved. Now, live from Texas, your host, Darren Yancey.
1: Hello, folks. It's a wonderful Wednesday in Texas, in the United States of America. You know, it's not quite as blazing hot as it's been, so it doesn't feel like it's the uh, the surface of the sun, but it's still pretty warm outside. I hope you're getting some sunshine where you're at, and if you need some rain, you get some rain. It has been a wacky week. And with that, welcome to the Information Edge podcast. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about today, your tax dollars at work, and there's a question mark behind that. Are your tax dollars at work? You know, one of the great things about our society, and it's not perfect and never will be, is we we get to do what we want for the most part. We've had some things impeded that we've got to take back. But when it comes to certain administrative things on how we want a city run or Trash services, fire, police, military protection. We say, okay, we're going to have a government, and we're going to elect them. Sometimes they have to appoint people because there's positions. Sometimes you can't fill. People won't run for them, and you pay a tax. That tax is your your service fee for getting things done. The challenge is, is we've got so many damn service fees nowadays. It, it, it'll it'll make you go to the poorhouse. And. We're spending just obscene amounts of money at local levels, which I include county, state levels, and obviously the federal, which is the biggest one. So, I want to take an examination of some of these levels today, and let's put a spotlight on it, highlight it. Can we do something about it, and if so, what? Now, ultimately, you—you, I think by now you probably figured me out, Darren. You scallywag. We know what you want us to do. You want us to get involved. Absolutely. See, if you're not involved, you and I are the solution. At the end of the day, it boils down to what are the solutions? The solutions are involvement and action, followed up by more involvement and more action. You see, these skunks out here right now, they're just doing whatever they want, and, and there's and there's no consequences being followed by any elected position on any level. Let's start at the local level, your schools. Now, my school districts and those in the state of Texas, like most throughout the United States, are funded by property taxes or what we call ad valorem taxes. Now, we did a show earlier in the year with a couple of gentlemen that they're currently in the state of Texas. There was a bill during the regular session, House Bill 3742, I believe, 3782, I may have the bill wrong, that was designed specifically to eliminate the ad valorem tax in Texas. Now, you might want to go, well, well, how would you operate if you do that? Well, most states also collect a sales tax. Texas does as well. You'd have to restructure that sales tax. That may mean an increase in that tax. It may not mean an increase, but that's more of a distributed tax based upon the purchasing of the state. Right now, you've got all of the improvements going virtually on the local level going to the property owners. The problem with that is, is it's runaway spending. We have a problem in the state of Texas. We like our football. And the problem is we like our football to the point that we have spent obscene amounts of money on football stadiums, football programs. My The, the school I went to, Euless Trinity, if you know anything about Texas high school football, you know that they have been a powerhouse for the last 20 years. Um, they've had Nike sponsor them. They, you know, helped rebuild Pennington Field. Was that the best use of the Hearst jules Bedford School District monies? One of the things we've got to start taking a hard look at is, number one, what are we spending our monies on in school? But then we also have to look at, what are we getting back for it? And now I go to teacher's. Around the country, you've got teachers unions that are refusing to come back in school, refusing to teach without mask mandates, or just simply refusing to teach at all without vaccine mandates. And I don't remember them being elected. As a matter of fact, they're hired and paid for with the taxes that you pay via your property taxes. And they get to teach vis-a-vis the certificate that the state that you reside in, they grant that. So realistically, to make any type of mandate um, discussions with the people that are actually feeding them putting clothes on their back is ridiculous and I'm not trying to be anti-teacher I'm not anti-teacher but some of these these discussions are ridiculous. so how do you change that how do you how do you take back that that power? because right now if the teachers don't go inside who's going to take the action? Is it the school district that should take the action take away their pay? Is it the state that should take the action? Because that's where the certification comes. Is it a combination of the two? Now, we're starting to see a example that's being set. And I'm sure it's going to be court tested by Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida, who basically said there will be no mask mandates. There will be no vaccine mandates. And then there's some school districts that, well, yeah, we're going to do mask mandates. And he basically said, I'm going to dock your pay if you do that. Texas Governor Abbott came out after governor DeSantis, he's falling behind him right now and said the same thing. We're not going to have any mask mandates. We're not going to have any vaccine mandates. Unfortunately in Texas, we've had a little problem in that we've had um, some challenges to this. Let's see here. The anti-mask mandate has been challenged. Judges in Dallas and San Antonio have ruled that face coverings can be required to curb the spread of COVID-19. Hmm. Here's the problem with that. Folks, if, if if face masks worked, we wouldn't be having a second lockdown on in areas. I want you to think about something for a moment. I want you to think about the last time you, you, you your stomach was upset and you had gas. Now hopefully, you wear a pair of underwear. If you don't, I don't want to know about it. And you got a pair of britches on. And you've got a waistband that you keep pretty snug. So you got two layers there of clothing. And if you pass something through your dairy air and your olfactory senses pick it up, did you see it? No, but you smelled it. Now, my point is this. If your britches and underwear can't contain a fart that has particles far greater than the size of the COVID particles, what makes you think that a little cloth mask that is not adhered to your face or not covering your eyes are not covering your ears is actually going to work and stop the transmission of this virus. It's a joke folks. They don't work. Look, if you go and you look at the, the, the manufacturer of the mask and you read into them, they have lots of disclaimers of what they won't do. H, uh, N95 masks were available for constructing people in paint and drywall as a way to help reduce what's coming through. But you you talk to a painter, they come out of a, a, a heavy room that they're painting or a drywall contractor. you take They take them off. They've got problems with their face because they don't completely seal it. So the, the masks mandates are a farce. I can tell you right now, this will be challenged. It'll probably go to the appellate. Now, whether the appellate say, no, we're not going to follow the mask mandates or whether it goes to SCOTUS, it should, because remember, you've got a 14th Amendment right under the U.S. Constitution, and, and it does supersede the state, and it does supersede counties and cities. Let's read through it, shall we? 14th Amendment of the Constitution of the United States. All persons born or naturalized in the U.S. and subject to the jurisdiction thereof. That means you. Our citizens and of the state where they reside, no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the U S or shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty. Okay. Property without due process of law. If the state can't do it, the County can't do it. If the County can't do it, the city can't do it. Bottom line is mass mandates are not legal. As are vaccine mandates. They are not legal. They cannot force you. The reason Mr. Biden is coming out and saying, well, we're going to recommend these things and we're going to highly encourage them," because he has no legal authority. So all these little mandates go through. How do you get that power back to those teachers? You got to take away the property tax. You got to take away their compensation. The, The local and the state have to work together. Now, number one, In Texas right now, in our special session, we're reintroducing the bill to eliminate property taxes. It didn't get on the the regular session. I don't think it's going to get on this session. I think it's going to have to be on the next one. But I can tell you at some point it's going to pass in Texas because of the levels of property tax that we pay and the fact that it's getting ridiculous, whether it's this session or not. But between taking away monies that fund the schools, if they're not going to go to the schools, why am I paying why am I paying for them? And if the teachers aren't going to teach, because they're trying to call the shots, then they need to have their certificates revoked. How do you make that happen? You need to be on the horn locally to your ISDs, wearing them out. If I'm not going to have the facility used, I want my money back. And you need to be on the other horn to your state legislator or assembly, talking to your executive, your governor, and burning up their phone lines. Revoke those teaching certificates, dock their pay. You have that power. You have that control. And if you exercise it, I can I, I promise you this. If all the teachers out there that are saying, well, we're not going to teach if we don't have everybody getting uh, vaccinated or we don't have everybody getting masks," If all of a sudden they lost their salaries. I think they might start singing a different tune. Now, there might be a lot of belly aching and moaning and wailing and groaning and gnashing of teeth and uh, whatever whatever is it is racist or whatever racist fascist whatever you know that'll all come out but the bottom line is we'll start getting some movements of these skunks because i'm gonna tell you right now i'm sick of seeing it i'm sick of telling i'm sick of teachers who were paying taxes on Simply saying, no, I'm not going to do it because I'm not comfortable. Look, if you're not comfortable, you want to wear a mask as a teacher, wear a mask. If you want to put a bubble on your head, put a bubble on your head. But do your job. All right, folks, we're up against a hard break. You're listening mm-hmm. to the Information Ed podcast. I'm Darren Yancey. We're going to pay a few bills. I'm going to grab some tea. We'll be right back.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
3: Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com.
4: Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel.
5: Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us
0: at Voice America TRN. You are listening to The Information Edge with Darren Yancey. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to darren at darrenyancey.com. Now, back to the Information Edge.
1: All right, folks, welcome back to the Information Edge podcast with Darren Yancey. It's me, your host with most. We're going through uh, your tax dollars at work. Are they really at work? Are they working the way you want to? Now we just talked a little bit about local with school teachers, what to do, okay? If you're, if you're in one of these areas where your teachers won't work, wear your ISD out, wear your governor out. Now, if you're in a Democratic-controlled state, I don't know if you're going to have any luck. I really don't. That doesn't mean you need to give up. Bottom line is sometimes that squeaky wheel does get the oil, and if uh, enough people are calling and wearing them out, they'll do something. And then that leads to a bigger change of your state levels. Now, my state recently, you know, we do a lot of good things in Texas. But when we do something wrong and we skunk the punch, we do it in a big, big way. We have our legislative sessions by our Texas legislature every other year. And our legislators do well. They don't get paid a salary per se. They get 600 bucks a month when they work. Okay, they have a budget for staff. We found that works good. That way, they're keeping their regular jobs. They're not relying on government. They're not really sucking in. But you got to watch those budgets because that's the area they can go through. And it's been a pretty good formula. The problem that we get into, since we're doing this other year, if you don't get bills in and working through, you're not going to see another opportunity to make it law for two years. That means during the session, you got to get it right. Well, I will tell you, Texas is a heavy conservative state, both Republican and Democrat. There's a lot of conservative Democrats. It's a very conservative state. And even though we've had a lot of influx from other states, it's predominantly been conservative folks. Um, It's been reflected in the legislative bodies for a number of years since ever since I can think of. We've had some years which have been closer than others. But bottom line is, it's still been pretty much controlled by the Republicans really since Reagan. Now, the challenge has been in the last ten years, we've had some rhinoceroses, Republicans in name only, some are weak Republicans. Um, Joe Strauss was our speaker for a number of years, did he, he was just too Democrat friendly. One of the reasons we have all the energy problems that we've had now, is because of things that Joe Strauss did when he was House Speaker, appointing certain liberal Democrats in positions that implemented policies that are hurting Texans now. Our energy policy and shutting down coal plants is one of them. We've shut down 10 plants in the last 10 years. And for the first time in the history of the state, we're having problems with power. There's nothing against the wind. I like the wind, but we shouldn't have shut down the coal plants. And we got to figure a way to go back and get those. Well, we thought we got away from that. Um Fellow that came in, Dade Phelan, he's he's kind of Strauss light. Um, he, he's put some Democrats in positions that I don't think he should. He's put some good ones. Terry Canales, out of uh, he's District Forty. He's head of the Transportation Committee. I think Terry's doing a good job. Two years ago, he was drinking from a fire hose, but he's a good guy. But not all of his Democrat counterparts are good folks. And one of the things was there were there were bills that did not get done during the regular session, one of them being election integrity. And even though in Texas we do hand counting of ballots, we've had some <clears throat> mysterious ballots appear, you know, extra ballots. Because what happens is you those ballots that come through are counted and there is a chain of command. They also, sometimes they've disappeared and show back up. Now, the challenge was to get that under control. Dominion came into Texas in 2019, demonstrated it, and Texas said, no, thank you. We see all kinds of potential for fraud. But the hand count system's not perfect, so we've been trying to tighten it up. Okay, we've had voter ID. We've had it where if you uh, go through and want to do a mail-in ballot, there's a ch- uh, there's a, a custody. But there was not a specific provision to eliminate general mail-in ballot without the security revisions. And by the way, anybody that comes and tells you that it's voter suppression to provide an ID is a loon, an absolute loon, okay? If they get in your face, get back in their face because it's got to stop. This lunacy that we just let anybody vote. No, that's not what the United States is about, okay? Um, talk to the people who have become citizens. They'll fight you on that. They don't want anybody to just vote either. They want someone that's a citizen. Well, we didn't close all of the loopholes in the regular session, so it's rolled over into what we call a special session. That's where hey, we didn't finish our regular business, so we're going to do another one to get finish the business. There was another bill inside there that was to stop the mutilation of children through these sex changes operations. Governor to dropped the ball on that. So we didn't have our best legislative session. Well, when the special session came out, see the rules in Texas, which I'd love to see this rule in the United States Congress, is we have to have a quorum. OK, you have to have so many members show up to actually conduct state business. Well, the Democrats in our state are some of the uh, they're basically a bunch of gutless cowards. Uh, they knew they were outnumbered. They knew they weren't going to win the argument. They knew that regardless of how many amendments they came through, unless they had defectors from the other side, which unfortunately does happen, they were not going to be able to stop certain areas of legislation. So rather than then show up and do their elected job, which, by the way, taxpayers go for. So taxpayer dollars at work. They fled the state. First regular session was a bust. The Senate did their job, got things prepared, but there was no House work because there was not sufficient number of House members vis-a-vis the Democrats fleeing the state. Now, Governor Abbott came out.
2: We're
1: going to arrest these Democrats for leaving the state by gum, by gum sounded great wonderful press clipping about as weak as a popcorn fart because it had no teeth to it he didn't back it up so we're ending up the first session with a what being done waste of taxpayer dollars ladies and gentlemen this is my state okay So we're rolling into a second one. So this time they want to actually put a little teeth into it. The Democrat suit said, you can't arrest us. And guess what? The Texas Supreme court came out and said, oh yes, they can. And Dade Phelan, who's the speaker of the house, who's a weak speaker of the house. And Mr. Phelan, if you'd like to call him and discuss it, we certainly can. Um, He's issuing arrest warrants. We're going to have these skunks arrested and come in now. I don't know what annex they're going to go through, but they were elected to do their job. See, right now, our taxpayer dollars, not only are they now working on a local level with school issues, although Texas is getting their schools going, but on a state level, it's in chaos right now because we can't get bills done because certain cowards in our lower chamber don't want to show up and have the argument. Now you look at the United States house where the Republicans on the house side, they're not winning any arguments. They're outnumbered, they're outgunned and they know it, but at least they're making an effort. There's a handful making an effort. Let me, let me rephrase that. Okay. So on our state level, we've got problems. Our tax dollars are not working. How do we change that? That's, that's through the voting process. Okay. I know, of those 52 Democrats. So probably 15 to 20 can be contested by Republicans. Um, I know there are a lot of Republicans that didn't do their job in the regular session, and they're going to be primary. Texas is tired of this. We're tired of sending people to the state and not doing the job. People think, well, Texas is pretty conservative, y'all pretty hard on your laws. If we got the laws passed that we really wanted, You might might be going, oh, I don't know if I want to move to Texas. And we'd be going, great, we don't want you here anyway. Go away. The reality of the situation is the voters are getting sick of not having things done. Look for some turnover in Texas. That's how we get it done, and that's how you need to do it. Hey, if you're in Oregon, I'm curious. Um, Governor Kate Brown, this is your tax dollars at work out there. She has come out and said that she's lowering the reading and writing proficiency standards to graduate with a high school diploma in her state because certain minority classes aren't passing enough. Hmm. Gosh, let me think. Is there any easier way to come out and soft sell racism than what this lunatic has come out with if indeed certain minority classes are having problems passing their high school testing in reading in writing, or whatever it is shouldn't you work harder to bring them up than to lower the standard if you're a minority in Oregon right now are you spitting mad are you fuming? Because you're not only not only is your is your tax dollars not working at your state level, she basically just poo pooed all over your school district in educating your child to become a productive adult in society. How do you feel about that? I know there's a lot of I know there's a lot of conservative folks in Oregon. I mean, that state's literally talking about splitting off and becoming part of Idaho. And telling, you know, the the liberal part, goodbye. Um, It's pretty close there. It's pretty close there. Uh, Unfortunately, there's enough that it takes it over. But how do y'all feel about that? I mean, really, if you're a liberal, does that really, does that really help someone to lower the standard? Does that make that person, whoever it is, give them a better chance of becoming a productive member or Are you simply trying to create a less educated person that will be a low information voter that will buy any type of emotional minutia that you send their way? If you're an Oregon resident, you should be hopping mad because your tax dollars, they're not only not working for you right now, they're working against you. Now, you've got some decisions you've got to make. Number one, as a state, do you want to keep this loon or do you want to get somebody else? That's an internal thing. Number two, what are you doing on talking with your, your school districts? Ultimately, your school district is going to go, no, we'd like to have a higher standard here. This is an issue that's facing many states in the Western area and as well as in the Upper East areas. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more on the national level. Of our tax dollars at work, or are they? You're listening to the Information Edge podcast. I'm Darren Yancey. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America.
3: In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control, and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
4: Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, The Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective. Your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet?
5: out what's happening on the voice america talk radio network by keeping up with us on twitter you can find us at voice america trn tune in to the patricia raskin show on VoiceAmerica.com every monday at 2 p.m eastern time and 11 a.m pacific time
0: You are listening to The Information Edge with Darren Yancey. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Darren at DarrenYancey.com. Now, back to The Information Edge.
1: All right, folks, welcome back to The Information Edge podcast. I'm Darren Yancey, and uh, now we're going to graduate a little further about your your tax dollars at work. Gosh, we pay a lot in taxes. Now we talked a little bit, you know, on the on the on the state and, and local level. You'll pay obviously property taxes. That's that's your local one. Um, County is going to get into property taxes, but then you get beyond that, you get start getting into you know sales tax, and we pay a lot of sales tax. Now, I think sales tax is fair. It's based on consumption, and I think it's the model that. Uh, I know we're going to be pushing our state towards. I think it's something that needs to be looked at on a on a potential national level because we're going to have to change how uh, these skunk get paid. Because right now we have, how do I put this without being profane? Because I don't want to be profane. It's 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 low hanging fruit. We have a dysfunctional government. I think that's putting it kindly, and it's dysfunctional. Not because one side wants its interest and the other side wants its interest. I get that. It's dysfunctional because we traditionally have one side that will go and do whatever they can do to get their agenda done. They'll leave scorched earth. They'll let blood flow. They don't care. They're going to get their stuff. And by the way, I admire that. And then we have another side that regardless of its position in power, whether it's in the majority or in the minority, does nothing but capitulate against the wishes of the people that put it there. And obviously there I'm talking about the Republican Party. The Republican Party hasn't had a spine since Reagan. It just hasn't. And you can go back and look at legislation that has been passed since 1989, time after time after time again, Um, NAFTA being one of them, one of the the key pieces that came during the Clinton administration that had Republican-controlled House in 94. And you look at all the things that come through and you go, why can't they stand up and fight? See, one of the things that, that people liked about Donald Trump, and if you hated Donald Trump, then you hated him, but one of the things that people liked about Donald Trump is that he put America first, literally first, and fought for it at all costs, and he showed that if you have someone that actually fights for conservative values and conservative principles and helps implement policies, that you can have success, roaring success. And everybody looked around and goes, what? Why haven't the Republicans been doing that? Now, there's been times, for example, during the Obama years after they came in in 2010 and started taking over Congress to shut down Obama. Yeah, they had a little bit of Swazi at that time because it was to shut him down. But they weren't bold. If they were bold, they would have impeached Obama over Fast and Furious. They're cowards. See, had the roles been reversed, if that had been a Republican president and a Democrat, we now know what they would have done. They would have impeached you. By the way, that would have been rightly so. Because that was an impeachable offense, one of many that Obama got away with. Okay. President Trump, on the other hand, didn't do anything that was impeachable and was impeached twice. Why? Because the Democrats have decided to weaponize that. And that's going to come back to bite them in the butt. Whether it's this president, his successor to be Kamala, Kamala, however the hell you pronounce her name, or somebody in the future, that's going to come back to bite them. Just like when they took away from a regular bill, 60 votes down to 51, that's bit them. Now, the filibuster is still there in the Senate. But it doesn't apply to every bill. So the challenge we've got right now is we have a dysfunctional Congress. We have uh, the the election of 2020, frankly, and, and, and I hope what comes out of Arizona is something that they can stand by for the world to see one way or the other. If Joe Biden won legitimately, then say he won legitimately. If he didn't, present the facts, and then we have to take action. But every state that had dominion as a system needs to be audited. It's not just about the presidential election. It's about who ended up in the House of Representatives and the Senate. Because right now, those two, those two bodies are dysfunctional. What's coming out of the House is just anything that they can throw and stick against the wall. And yes, the Republicans are outnumbered. But you know what? I'll say this. There's a handful of them. They'll throw amendments in there. They'll argue. They'll do everything. They to slow it down. But in the end, they know they're going to lose, but they still do their job. It's a handful. Jim Jordan, Marjorie Green, Taylor Green, Lauren Barbert, however you pronounce your name. Those are three off the top. There are some others, but they're few and far between in the House of Representatives. Okay. In the Senate, <laughs> uh, Senator Kennedy out of Louisiana's is one. Um, Ted's another one, Ted Cruz. Rand Paul, there's a handful of senators, but let's be honest, most of them aren't doing their job, and I'll point to the infrastructure bill that was passed yesterday. That bill required cooperation from the Republicans to pass, and I'm going to tell you something right now. Here, here's... A $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill that has less than $150 billion for actual roads, bridges, and highways is not an infrastructure bill. Folks, what they did was they codified liberal spending and introduced the Green New Deal. Okay. Now, who were the GOP senators that did that? Who were the traitors? Who were the Judases that need to be voted out? Well, they would be, we got Roy Blunt out of Missouri. Roy actually sits on some very powerful committees. The Health and Science Committee is one of them, uh, Energy. Richard Byrd, North Carolina. Shelly Moore out of West Virginia. Hmm, interesting. Bill Cassidy, Louisiana. Susan Collins, that's no surprise. Kevin Kramer out of North Dakota. That one was kind of a surprise. Mike Crapo. You know, I think I'd have to change my name. If my name was Mike Crapo, I think I'd change my name. Out of Idaho, Deb Fisher out of Nebraska. That was a little bit of a surprise. Lindsay out of North South Carolina. That's not a surprise. Lindsay's like a fish. Uh, you know, he just flip flops on everything. Chuck Grassley out of Iowa. That one I was I was surprised and uh, yeah, a little uh, disappointed. John Hoven out of North Dakota. What is it with North Dakota? North Dakota is normally a bit of pretty solid state. Why did both senators vote for this? McConnell, he's worthless, okay? Lisa Murkowski, that's another one's worthless. She's on her way out. Rob Portman in Ohio, he's worthless. Another one on her way out. Uh, Rish out of Idaho. Why would Idaho vote for this? Why? Of course, and then there's uh, Mittens out of Utah. Utah, y'all got to do something about him. You got to do something about Mitt. Dan Sullivan out of Alaska, so both Alaskan senators voted for this. Tom Tillis out of North Carolina. Roger Wicker out of Mississippi. Those are your 19 traders. Let me tell you what they did as US senators on the Republican side. They could have not voted on this. Now it probably would have passed, anyways, because at this point, now Kristen Cinema slowed down the big bill and said, I'm not supporting a three and a half trillion, and that was good, but she was gonna vote for this bill, okay? But by these 19 voting for this, they want they want to call it a bipartisan. bill. It's not a bipartisan bill. They could have, they could have passed it 50 uh, 50 split with uh, the VP voting for that vote. And got the same result. Now they can shove bipartisan down our throats and say, well, this wasn't a completely Democrat bill. This this had some Republican votes on it. Why, by golly, it had 19 vote. It had 19 Republican votes. You can't say that this was one. way vote." pure garbage, makes you want to go and go vomit. These are your tax dollars at work. Every senator on there helped introduce the Green New Deal, helped introduce spending on areas we've never done, defined as infrastructure in terms of health care and child care. This bill ushers in the vehicle miles tax. Let me tell you about that. Vehicle miles tax, they're going to figure a way to track every mile you drive and tax you on it because it's how they're going to pay for their Green New Deal and infrastructure. Let that sink in. You just lost your freedom behind the wheel of the American automobile. Now, they could have passed this one way or the other. And by the way, I don't want to paint a picture of doom and gloom of, oh, my God, the world's is just terrible. Look, bills can be passed. Bills can be unwound. But it's going to take change in Congress. It's obviously going to take a change in presidency to do that. You're going to have to have a Republican like what Mr. Trump had. You're going to have whoever the next president is, if it's a GOP, hopefully Trump or something else. You're going to have to have a Republican Congress with them to undo these. But they can be undone. So this is not all is lost, okay? But there's a lot of stupidity with this. These people shouldn't have signed off on this bill. You spend $175,000 a year? No, senators make more. Plus benefits, plus health care, plus retirement. That's your tax dollars at work. Or is it? This is a problem. And here's what the big problem is. Here in a few weeks, the Democrats are going to come out with a reconciliation bill and all the things that they didn't get in this infrastructure bill. They're going to pass through reconciliation and they're going to shove it down the Republicans throat and they're going to sit back like a deer in headlights. Remember, you heard me say it. All right, folks, we're up against a hard break. You're listening to the Information Edge podcast. I'm Darren Yancey. We're going to take a quick break. Pay a few bills. Make sure they don't shut off the lights. We'll be right back.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward
4: slash Voice America. and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel.
5: Tune in to the Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time.
2: Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Follow the Voice America
5: Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say. And we know that you do, too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. today's hot topics
4: if you
1: hear a dog barking or an angel singing then you know that you're listening to waking up in america heard every wednesday at 3 pacific Pacific time time. valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential adventure is always a must on waking up in america with valerie kirkgaard every wednesday at 3 pacific
0: You are listening to the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. To reach the program today, call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to darren at darrenyancey.com. Now, back to the Information Edge.
1: Well, you knew I was going to leave the best for last. See, my producer, Aaron, was mad. He. He, he wants me to go straight for the dessert. Isn't that right, Aaron? And I'm going to give you the dessert now. I'm going to give you the comedic trough of our current <laughs> resident at 1600. Come on, man. Say it ain't so, Joe. And the VP. Let's look at what our tax dollars are paying for there. OK, and I'm not going to bring out the whole laundry list. We don't have that much time left. Let's start with day one, killing the Keystone Pipeline. Mm. Do you know that the Keystone Pipeline not only had um, union as well as non-union jobs, high paying jobs that killed, but that that pipeline, all of the components that we're putting together, they were actually using renewable energy components. It was not going to leave any type of carbon footprint. He killed it. Here's the problem. They might be able to go back and reverse the executive order through the courts, which you're trying to do. The challenge is so much money's been lost. Even if that order gets reversed, there is doubt as to whether or not they will want to come back and invest because. Of the political uncertainty that he's created there.
2: Thanks, Joe.
1: Oh, but it gets better. It gets better. Our southern borders, right now, there is no border. And the reality is, we're now reaching impeachable offenses. Because we do have a U.S. border. We do have a border policy that we're only supposed to be allowing in certain people. And by telling the ICE and Custom Border, Custom, uh, the, the, uh, the Border Patrol to not enforce it anymore. That's a violation of U.S. law. Joe Biden has committed a crime. The Biden-Harris administration committed a crime by doing that. OK, now, my governor Abbott and I've been critical. Of the gov lately. He's, in my opinion, fallen down on the job, but he's, I'll say this primaries are coming, so Greg gets more conservative as the primaries get closer. And he said, hey, I'm going to start arresting people for trespassing, which I liked. He can do that. Biden Harris administration sued. Sued and are offering legal help for anybody that has been detained. A judge just put a stay order on it, which was stupid, said that his order, Governor Abbott's, was a little ambiguous. Ambiguous or not, we have laws that currently the current president has basically countermanded, so that's a crime. Now he's suing a state for trying to enforce what they are not. Now, my opinion, that's another crime. That one may be fuzzy. The first one on the border is not. And the way he's treating the border, he's allowing people to come into our country that we don't know any criminal record. We know for fact are coming in with infectious diseases. Now, look, is COVID uh, the plague that's going to make us become the walking dead? No, it's not. But there are people out there. Older folks, people with health conditions, it's deadly too. It can cause enough people to get sick where they got to go to the hospital and overrun and do you know problems with our facility. So we don't want to take it. We don't want to blow it off. But at the same time, you know, you don't want to overreact. But letting people in that knowingly have it and letting them through McAllen, Texas, is getting overrun right now with illegals. And by the way, they're not refugees, They're not seeking political asylum. They were told to come here. McAllen has had 15,000 positive tested COVID people coming from the border, 7,000 this past month. That's since February, 15 since February, 7,000 last month. Now the CDC comes out and says, oh, by the way, the moratorium. Which wasn't, legally, which wasn't legal in the first place, as determined by the Supreme Court, the CDC has been weaponized by the Biden-Harris administration and says, oh, well, we're going to do that anyways. We're still going to have a rent moratorium. The president himself, <coughs> 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 I'm sorry I had to get that out of my mouth, has come out and say, well, yeah, we know the Supreme Court ruled on this, and yeah, we might lose, but we're going to push it anyways. Had Donald Trump been done, done that, that actually would have been an impeachable offense he could have been impeached for. Joe Biden should be impeached for it. This administration is going to start giving the Obama administration a run for the money for being the most illegal and corrupt that we've seen in history. And we're only eight months into this. Think about that for a minute. How long is the Democrat Party going to sit by and allow this to happen? Folks, I'm going to tell you right now, the states are going to stand hard on voter ID and not allowing all this mail-in ballots. And you know what they're trying to do with this Delta variant. I find it funny. How can you have a Delta variant that you say is spreading when nobody can test for it? I find that incredibly interesting. You should, too. It's baloney. I'm not saying there's not a variant out there. I'm not saying it can't make you sick. What I'm hearing, you get sick, you get over it, you go on. We're not having people drop like flies. They're going to try to use it as a way to expand mail-in voting. The states are not going to allow it. And the states, by the way, have this right. H.R. 1 and S1, Senate Bill 1, through the U.S. Congress, has been defeated temporarily. It's not over. That fight's not over. And if they pass those laws, they fundamentally change the foundation, if we allow it, because they would be constitutional changes. We cannot allow it. But right now, all these mess ups, Democrats better start waking up because the states aren't going to allow mass mail-in ballots again. And there is going to be a reckoning at the ballot box in a little over a year. And it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty at all because Americans didn't vote for this. The people that voted for Joe Biden didn't vote for this. They may have had some differences. Maybe they didn't like Mr. Trump. Maybe it wasn't their cup of tea. But they didn't vote for a job killing administration. They didn't vote for an administration to let us be overrun with illegal immigrants that are bringing infectious diseases in. And then have the audacity to say you need to be sure that your people are wearing masks and getting vaccinated. That's a bunch of crap. That's your choice. You want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. Know the facts before you do it. Talk to your doctor. Take back your freedoms, folks. Because if you don't take them back, if you don't fight for them, others will take them from you and they will be sure that you have to fight with blood and bullets before you get it back. I appreciate you listening to today's show. I hope it's been informative, educational, somewhat entertaining. I'm going to be back next week. You stay safe, don't text, don't drive, and uh, take a break from social media every now and then. I'm Darren Yancey. This has been the Information Edge podcast. We'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Information Edge. Please join your host, Darren Yancey, again next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Central, and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have more to share then.